Good morning, good morning, and happy hump day. Yeah, it's the middle of the week. I mean, it just seems like yesterday was Sunday, and I was enjoying the weekend, and then Monday came, and here we are at Wednesday already. So happy hump day. I hope everybody, everyone has a beautiful, um, beautiful Wednesday. Um, it's early this morning, and I can see the sunrise sitting outside enjoying God's creation. Um, hope everybody um, um, week has been going good so far. I welcome once again to this community orientated podcast. Um, as you may already know, the purpose of this podcast is to just express some revelations of purpose and um, goals and growth and conscious awareness. And as I said before, and as I always said, uh, myself, I focus on self first and, and I focus on the immediate family and my community that I raised, was raised in, that I raised my kids in, or, and my communities where I'm from. But by no means necessary is this information or, or, or these discussions or conversations limited to one ethnic group of people or one community, one city, hopefully, um, as Marcus Garvey says, each one teach one, and it'll be like throwing a pebble in a still pond. You know, the ripples go and go, we never know where they end up at. And so hopefully someone will pick up something and get a gem, a jewel from this podcast that they can pass on to someone else that they feel may need a little enlightenment and encouragement. And you can do that by sharing this podcast um, with friends, families, uh, relatives, or whatever. Again, um, happy Wednesday. And I pray that everyone is being safe, practicing safety, and being cautious. Hey, um, today I just was thinking about that, that one word we always talk about, purpose, and what does that look like. I know a lot of times people spend their entire lives and never fulfilling their purpose and spend their entire lives chasing things, running behind something and then never being completely satisfied in life, never obtaining true joy in life. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about happiness and happiness and joy are to me two different things. You can, happiness is based upon the things that we have in our lives, the things that, the people that we have in our lives. And we both know that everyone knows that people and things come and go. And it is the things that come into our lives that either make us happy or make us sad. Um, the things that come into our lives, we achieve those things because they make us happy. So we seek out with a purpose to achieving those things or those people. But yet again, that happiness is dependent upon those things or people that we we have. A car, we're happy with the car that we have. We're happy with the spouse that we have. Um, we go out and buy it. <clears throat> Many times we go out and buy things and it looks good in the store. 
and it looks good when we purchase it but sometimes we can make it home and before we make it home or as soon as we make it home and we look at it again and we want to take it back and get a refund on it because we don't have that same feeling we had when we first purchased it and purchased it in the store and, and so we're no longer happy with our purchase so we turn it in for a refund um, there is no refunds on life however you know we get one of those and in order to have real joy in life we have to be doing something that we have a we feel we are purposed doing once we learn to achieve our purpose in life once we feel that we're living our life with a purpose once we feel like we're fulfilling a purpose every day of our life um, life becomes more joyful we learn to have this joy within us because we're aligned up with our divine purpose in life and um, that with that is an inner joy that no one can take away from us as long as we're living life with a purpose I can remember many days um, some years ago I would wake up and it would just be another day and I had no idea what I was going to do that day because I did not wake up with a, a, a fulfilling purpose. So, you know, my focus today is just on living life with a purpose, having a purpose in life, um, a fulfillment in life that no thing, person, or place can fulfill. Um, because our purpose is lined up with a divine being um, God has placed in us. He says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 that I have placed treasures in earthly vessels, in um, earthly pots of clay. We are that clay as we know that we were created from dust. We were created from the earth. And we are those earthly vessels that these treasures are in. Um, but just like any other treasure in life, you know, you can't go outside and just randomly find diamonds laying up on the surface. You don't go outside and find platinum and gold and just growing up out of the ground like tulips and sunflowers, like any treasure. Uh, the treasure that's within us needs to be dug out. It needs to be sought in order for it to be captured, captivated. In order for us to, to retain it, obtain it, we need to dig deep within ourselves. Um, if no longer, if no more than waking up from this morning on with the purpose of finding out what is, what is your life designed for what is your hidden treasures if that's the only purpose that you wake up with from now on is to wake up and search and dig and make an effort to find out what is that valuable jewel those treasures that God has hidden within you um, and it may not be the same as mine or the it may not be the same as the next person's purpose and the next person's treasures. Some may be diamonds, some may be rubies, sapphires, gold, um, silver. You never know. It may be all of the above. But if you don't seek, then you shall not ever find. And so today, um, today I thank God for the ability 
uh, to seek. And, and the more I seek, the more I find. That's one thing I've learned about any amount of knowledge. You know, um, you never come to the end of knowing something because no one knows everything about everything. There's always something to, to learn about yourself, about your life, about your creation, about your purpose. And um, as I said before, you know, I am more I'm more focused on not necessarily the success of of obtaining material wealth but the obsession of obtaining the success of discovering self-worth as an individual as well as a collective of people and as I look around right now even though I'm sitting outside enjoying this beautiful sun this beautiful sunrise and you know the singing of the birds and the trees and it, they all are created with a divine purpose. As I inhale this fresh morning air, I realize those same trees that I'm looking at, they are the reason that I have this oxygen. And so there's those trees serve a purpose. And in return, I inhale, but I exhale what they need in order for them to also exist and, and flourish. So, you know, everything has a purpose. For a long time, I could not understand my purpose, and you know, especially when it was going through times of hardship, trials, and tribulations. Especially when I wasn't even sure sometimes that, you know, was did my life have have a purpose? What was I even supposed to still have life? And for a long time, I couldn't understand why I still had life, and. I had to go to God and get divine directions, and I had to look back at my life. So, so a lot of times, if you're wondering what's your calling, what's your purpose for surviving this long, what's your purpose for being born in uh, situations that you are born in, and what's the purpose of certain trials and tribulations that you may be going through in your life, to, uh, to, what, why, why so many challenges, you know, it was once told to me that God gives his greatest battles to his greatest warriors. And we all know that the bigger the victory, the bigger the championship, the stronger the champion. So if you're going through something right now today, if you've been through a lot of challenges and a lot of hardship and yet still um, you're unconquered, yet still you're in the race um, though you may carry war wounds and battle scars, they are only like badges right now because you're still standing, which means you still have a purpose. So uh, what I had to do was reflect back in my life and look at the lives and expressions of people that I've known for years and where they've come from and where they are at now today and the same I had to do with my life, what he's brought me through and where I'm at today, you know, I'm like, okay, I've did all these different things in my life. I've experienced so much hardship in my life. I've won and I've, I've lost things. And, you know, I was up and I was down. I was happy and I was depressed. And, you know, I went through all these different stages of existence and I could not figure out, well, it would have killed the average person, and yet still, here I am. And here I am also with a purpose in my life that I recognize today. And it was only because 
all these other things that I have went through in my life are wrongful incarceration, wrongful incarceration, um, um, flatlining, and you know, facing so much adversities. And though I have battle scars in and out, those are testimonies of the power of God and that power of the treasures that He has placed in me that I am able to talk to people, speak with people, meet with people that have been through or are still going through the things that I've went through in my life that would have killed the average person. And some people are right now dying because they have not understood that what they are going through in their lives is part of God's divine purpose for the purpose in their life. They have not stopped to understand that God is trying to tell them something, um, show them something about him within them as well. You know, so the purpose of, of this podcast, for, for instance, is to share those things that I've experienced, those things that I've lost, those things that I've conquered, those things that I am still um, challenged, that are still challenging me, that I am still growing within and growing in spite of. You know, and that purpose for me today is to encourage someone else. It's, God says in his word, each one, we should encourage one another. And sometimes we have to even encourage ourselves. And for me today, as I see so many of my young brothers and sisters out here dying for no purpose at all, dying for the material things that has been placed before them, it seems like my duty to share my life and my experience and people like myself to share their lives and their experience because right now a lot of our young people are living life without a purpose you know um, they're chasing things like it's like a it's like a donkey with this stick tied to his head and a carrot dangling at the end of it you know and it's and, and rather a mule and this mule he has a stick tied to his head with a carrot dangling in front of him, but he has a plow attached to his back. So the more he tried to get closer to the carrot, of course, the carrot is moving with every step he takes. The carrot move a step away. and But in the same time, he is pulling his plow behind him and tilling the earth for the farmer. And the farmer is the one that's going to reap the benefits of his hard work. So the farmer has used this mule to fulfill his purpose because the farmer, of course, hopefully, <laughs> is stronger than the mule and he's smarter than the mule. So by him being smarter than the mule, he has learned to use this mule to plow his field to fulfill the purpose of the farmer and the farmer reaps the benefits. So with that said, it's like we have to understand that yes we do have to work for a living some type of way we do have to have an income but everyone everyone has something within them that God created where your labor and your work should be able to produce a fruit for yourself um, profit for yourself success for yourself joy happiness for yourself and not be robbed of your treasures by the enemy that wants to use your gifts and your talents for the benefit of his profits
and that purpose within you would be something that you would get up every morning and looking forward to doing. That purpose would be something that you get up every morning and you do on a daily basis that makes you feel good and helps someone else around you. Um, that purpose would be an asset to others as well as to yourself. And that most likely whatever you've been going through, whatever God has delivered you from, whatever makes you feel good, whatever is profitable, um, whatever helps the community and the environment around you, whatever that you can go to sleep at, the, at night and lay your head down and feel proud of and look forward to getting up and, and, and doing again tomorrow. That's most likely is your purpose, what it is that you love doing, that you enjoy doing. Because as I said before, you know, happiness comes from without the things on the outside of us that we see that makes us feel good. But when you have joy, you enjoy because it's coming from inside. And that's why it's called enjoy. Enjoy. You know, joy is something that exists within our hearts our souls and our minds joy is something that cannot be taken joy is living within your divine purpose understanding that you are created with a purpose and so that's just the topic for today something that i think we all should think of uh, think about every day you know what is my purpose how can i fulfill that purpose what is it that i really love doing that makes a difference in my life in those uh, those people lives that i come in contact with on a daily basis and as again everyone's purpose is not based upon material wealth or material things or having certain people in their lives that purpose is what gives us joy within so with that said, I'll leave you with this verse also uh, to understand uh, maybe next time we'll deal with identity. But for now, just know that God has said to you that I have created you fearfully and wonderfully made. You are created fearfully and wonderfully and only a great God can create great things and he doesn't create junk so with that have a beautiful wednesday um enjoy the rest of your week and my purpose is to continue to bring forth words of encouragement wisdom knowledge understanding and pray that it spreads like the ripples on the ocean peace All right, all right. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning, and I'm sitting out here in the back, and I'm drinking me a cup of that good black Java. Sitting up here, um, talking with a great friend of mine, and um, it's Saturday, July 4th, Independence Day, and as I'm talking to this friend of mine, um, by the way, um, I introduce him. You know, this is me, easy. And um, again, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's good a beautiful morning, day. <laughs> yes, it is. And my brother James um, over here. Once again, good morning, good morning. <laughs> yes, sir. 
sitting out here, man, and enjoying the life that we we're supposed to enjoy after a hard day's work yesterday. Yes, and, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know, we both up there in age, but I thank God for bringing us to, to this point, you know. But I feel that work. How about you, James? You feel that physical activity? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely a physical, physical body pain, but it's all well worth it. Man, I think it's uh, man, it's a blessing and an honor the way me and this brother here um, came full circle and hooked up again. And if I ever, if I ever knew anyone that is definitely an overcomer and a conqueror, um, this brother is definitely one I can relate to. Uh, the reason why I decided to um, ask him to do this podcast with me this morning because, uh, as you know from some of, from some of the other episodes that. Um, I'm always talking about these people that have progress in their lives and these motivational speakers and these successful millionaires that have also taken their their journeys through life. And even though some of us go through different journeys in life to get where we need to be in life, there are some that never make it past that sticking point. And some challenges are just bigger than others, to keep it honest, you know what I'm saying? And um. Right now, it's myself being delivered from the streets, the thugs, and the drugs, and all the other craziness and madness. I, 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 I feel my freedom today. I'm walking in my freedom. I'm walking in my blessings today. And I give all that praise, all that glory to God for delivering me from that mess that I once thought was a life. And so, you know, when, when, when you give yourself to God, when you lay down all the shackles, you become independent, you become liberated, you become free. And that's what I want to talk about, James. I want to talk about what does that feel like for you today compared to the imprisonment of shackles or trajectories that led you in a direction of darkness and bondage. And, you know, how do you feel this morning, James, with your freedom? I'm, I'm feeling absolutely uh, spiritually lifted. I also was come from the, the pits of, of, of Satan's grasp and the hell and the torture of, of the shackles of drugs and alcohol and streets and violence and all the things that come along with that. And this morning I'm just sitting here free from all of that. I feel like I'm being been lifted, turned around, and pointed once again in the right direction. I've, I've made some attempts before in the past, but no, no stronger struggle than I'm struggling with now has been broken from me. That was the struggles of, of the streets and, and the chaos and, and all those things that come about in society and in society's world today. But I just thank God today for being free, my, my mind clear, no thoughts of, of hostility, no thoughts of rebellion, uh, uh, no, no further, no deep resentments towards others and just loving people the way they need to be loved. <clears throat> Although on a day-to-day, it, 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 I'm not going to say it, it can be a little challenging or difficult, but through the grace of God, I make it through every day. It's, it's one of those things that <clears throat> has to be taken step by step in my eyes. I mean, there's a purpose. There's a purpose for everyone in this world, and I feel that everyone must find their purpose, but that's something everyone must do on an individual basis. <clears throat> so I look at it as though God has put me in, in, in this direction around these people, for my for me to find my purpose this time there's no more no more stumbles and bumbles of course satan just still tries to play a role in my life he's, he still tries to pull this way and that way but as long as i don't look those to the right or to the left and just look forward and look straight ahead 
I feel that I will find my purpose in God and find my purpose in life. And as you were as you were saying, there is definitely meaning for meaning for people like me, you, and, and, and others. If we sit down and take the time and just sit still for a while and let God do his work. Awesome by the wild man and I um just had the pleasure of finding out that your mother's not only a, a minister, but she's also a, an accomplished author of the book, uh, Have You Ever Lost a Child, man, which I've just started on, man, and it's already setting me on fire and giving me something to think about as she speaks about our culture and the, the lives that are being lost every day in our culture, James. Um, and I just just a little bit that I've read already, it, it, she's really touching where I've been looking at because as we spoke earlier today, you know, death doesn't come when you're putting the ground, you know, just as relapsing and relapsing addiction doesn't happen the day that you decide to go back to drinking or drugging. It's something that happens long before you pick up that drink or that alcohol, that drug. You know, death happens long before um, you're placed in the ground. You know what I'm saying? Some people die before they even get a chance to live. And as I was just getting into that book, um, Have You Ever Lost a Child? Man, it just blew me away that somebody else was seeing the same perspective. And as a recovering alcoholic and drug addicts and thug addicts, we know that, you know, we were dying before we got a chance to live. And that, you know what I'm saying, we speak about lit purpose and I think that dying without giving a, getting giving yourself a chance to live comes from like a purpose but when I say what I said about your mother man and her uh, awesome divine perspectives on life and understanding man the struggles um, which I also know some of your relatives and I definitely know where she was coming from when she mentions her sister which is your auntie yes, in the in yeah. the book yeah. you know so what she's writing on I it's from the heart it's from the soul it's from experiencing and that's what this whole podcast thing is all about right now you know we don't want uh, we don't want you to hear from somebody that's just wrote a book or somebody that's just heard a sermon. And this brother here, Brother James, is the reason why I asked him to do this podcast with me because I know that he's a soldier and I know that, you know, that some of the things that he's experienced, um, most people would have been giving up by now. And so, again, man, it's good to see you, brother, looking good here. But I have a question for you. Understanding that you come from a good background, Yes, you know, yes. um, beautiful, lovely background, um, a good upbringing. Uh, uh, how did you end up going to the direction of the graveyard, brother? How did you turn around and end up on a whole different path in life? Well, to, to, to speak on my mother first, she's probably one of the people that I admire the most. Watching her determination as we as as we were raised. Uh, for the most part, I can say that we had a, a, a really nice upbringing, but there were there were things things in the shadows as children that we weren't aware of that were going on in the household. Uh, my mother, she, she very driven, very determined woman, and after her, her and my father's separation, things just became real ugly for us in life, and that's where I, that's why I believe my mother's struggle really came in. But as most African American women. 
they are driven and they are strong and they refuse to give yeah, up. Yeah, true that. Amen. And, and they will definitely let you know to just hold on, son, or hold on, child, because things will get better and mother's going to see them through. And unfortunately, within our households, a lot of African-American men are not in them anymore. So it's up to the mother to play the role as mother and father, which is a sad story. But thank God that our African-American uh, sisters are as strong as they are and can carry and bear that role. And, and along, those, along those lines, as, as I gotten a little older, just to, 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 to put it in perspective a little bit, uh, it, was, it was all upon me, you know, venturing out, veering out, uh, being disobedient towards my mother after I got a certain age and felt like I, I was grown, quote unquote, a man. You know, I had, to, I had to venture out and try to find my own way. And it's unfortunate that my way and my direction was the direction of the streets. Looking for something, trying to find myself in something, and I found myself and found myself falling into the pits of hell, if I could say it so bluntly like that. Uh, and after getting entangled in that, all, all that, and all those things that that, that that come along with that, my mother's love was never lost. She still remained there as the mother. She still remained there as my supporter, and still remained to this day as the one <clears throat> who cares and loves and nurtures me, even at my age. So I could go into detail about what, what really happened, but to, 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 to some, some, some regret, I just don't even realize what happened to myself. I mean, it's, like a, it's slightly like a blur because so many years have passed and so much time was lost in and out of prison cells, in and out of jail cells, in and out of the thresholds of the streets, in and out of drug and alcohol addiction. There is no, there is no real no real answer that I can give you that can just kind of sums it all up. All I know is I got lost. And I got lost in the circle of madness. I was lost in the circle of just, just the pits of hell. And, we, and, and, and that's exactly what it is, hell. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly what it turns out to be. And, and if I can do or say anything that could change a person's mind, change anybody's mind about what they're getting involved in, that, that is one of my sole purposes of today. Because I've, I've touched it, I've felt it, I've lived it, I've seen it. And I think that's what my mother was expressing in her book. I haven't had the opportunity to completely read it all the way through. And hopefully mother, it is I, very new, it's very fresh. fresh. Again, the name of it is, uh, Have I You Ever Lost a Child? child. Yeah. And I, mother, I, I will finish the book. <laughs> I've just been working and, and, and doing some things. But I know my mother and I know where her heart comes from because I remember days when she was making an attempt to start writing the book many years ago and things kept coming up where, you know, she had six children, so things were busy, you know, and she was determined and driven and never stopped. You know, that's one of my motivating factors. I speak to her every morning and, and just get blessings from her, blessings from everything that's going on around her. And it's just, it's just so nice to see someone to finally accomplish something they set their mind to doing. So that lets me know that anything is possible no matter what you go through. And that's the thing, uh, we man, that's the thing we do have in common, you know, as we, most of us that come up during the era that we come up with, and we didn't see a lot of father figures in the place where they should be at. Uh, myself, you know, lost my father at such age of seven months, and 
I saw what strength was through my mother and waking up every morning, um, uh, multiple surgeries, waking up every morning to face another day of complete pain, but yet still making her way to the kitchen to get us breakfast for school and get us dressed and get our clothes ironed and get us out there. And I think that was one of the things, you know, that right now today that I look at her and see the strength in her and it makes me stronger today but as a child growing up seeing such pain in, in, in the one that you love and, and and yet still she doesn't get up give up yet still she's always been that strong figure right and exactly. you know um like i said a few minutes ago i'm sore just from the workout yesterday we did and you know um just to earn a living put a few dollars in my pocket to meet the needs of myself and my kids and here this, here's, here this black woman that I call mom today, and she had already set that pace for us. Um, when you say purpose, as you look back at your life and you look back at the strength of your mother, yet you look back at the, the bad decisions you made contrary to that example that was set for you by your mother, um, what is it now what is it now? Because evidently we both had that strong mother figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet still we decided to go different directions. What do you think, if there was a strong black male figure in your life, do you think maybe you'd have made different choices? I, I do believe so. Because like I said, early, early up into my early teens, my mother and father were, were together and it was a, it just, the house was structured. There was there was the, the, the strong hand and the soft heart all at the same time. You know, the father with the strong hand, the mother with the soft heart. And after, balance. After that, yeah, the, the balance. And after that was separated, um, I don't I don't exactly know. But then there was a chance for me that I had the opportunity to rebel. Now the strong hand was gone, so now there's room. Now 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 there's room in the house for me. To, to, to act out. Now there's room in the house for me to stay out later. Now there's room in the house for me to do what I want to do because there's other siblings mother has to take care of. Not to say that she didn't worry and love me, but to some some extent she, she had to focus on who was in the house, who she had to care for, and, and just pray that I would be safe. And, and I do believe just by watching the strength of my mother and knowing that that the, the love, the love was there. The love is, the love is still there, but it was all on me. It was all on me. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that my mother was doing wrong or anything that she neglected to do or, or neglected, neglected me or any type of physical abuse or drug abuse or anything like that. She was a very well-rounded woman. It's just, it's just the fact that it's just life. I just, I can't really explain it. But it happened, and it's, and it's unfortunate that it did, coming from the from, from my upbringing like I did. But I just I, I put a lot of emphasis on once that once that balance was broke, and I felt a little wind up under my sail, I just began to soar. As they used to say, when we was coming up, you started smelling yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, got my first little girlfriend and things like that, and then after that, it's just off and running. But had that balance been there with the strong hand to say, look here. Uh, Look here, son. These, you know, these are the things you're going to go through as a young man with your first love, and this and that, and this and that. Where that was lost, 
you know, that's not that's not a mother's job for her to 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 tell her sons that to sit down and have her conversations with that. I know a lot of people say uh, your mother is your father and your mother, but that's I don't I don't believe in that at all because there's a complete difference in in and the male and the female. That's why we were built the way that we were built for that specific. There's a difference. Exactly. From the yeah. Man to sit down with this child because yeah. We're gonna receive it because we know somebody who's already experienced it, experienced things in that area. The rite of passage as a young male coming up in America, yes. And that's that's where I think a lot of our youth are are used, are lost, because they feel like today a rite of passage is going to prison. Yes. Then all of a sudden now they're now they're a man. They've been to jail and now now they're men. And that's something that's been in the, in our culture for a very long time because I'm um, coming up on the streets of New Orleans and br- coming up in Chicago as a young kid as well. Um, you know, everyone in my neighborhood has been been to prison already. You know, they experienced that. And, and if you could go to prison and you come out of prison and you can still say that you're a man that had been untampered with, then you know you've been to the jungle. You know what I'm saying? You've been to the rock and back, and you you've proving your your maleness, your manhood by your machoism or your ability to survive in abnormal conditions. And so um, even back then, the rite of passage was not adhered by the spiritual or psychological or emotional matureness or attributes, but upon what I can prove from the physical perspective but you and I today know that it's more to being a man than just the physical endowments that every every male child is born with right, you know right, it's right. but as you said earlier having another male figure with those attributes to help develop those natural attributes that were already in us um, without that that male figure uh, role model mentor we begin to look at the obvious of a man and that's what we developed the obvious because there was no other male figure to see the obvious and how we reacted and reflected to the obvious and say well hey hold on let me tell you about this obvious because it's more to this than the obvious right and so I like yourself found myself um, and that's something one one day hopefully that we can really get down together man and talk about um, what makes a man a man and you know um, God bless our beautiful lovely strong black mother figures and that's out here doing the best that they can Um, but the importance of also understanding that we as men and young men that's coming up the importance of uh, having that role model that male role model to kind of help us iron out things because you know in fact there are things that you would talk to your father about that you just don't might not feel comfortable talking to your mother about and him being a father he could look at you and even tell uh, what's going on you know definitely definitely could be able to point it out and it's in it and it's a sad thing that i don't know if it's necessarily a sad thing but Young men feel like their manhood starts at 18, and that and that's such a myth. That's such a myth because there's a lot of 50-year-old kids running around here, 30 or 40-year-old yes. uh, uh, males who have not yet determined what being a man is truly about. It, it, it's a complex, it's a complex uh, 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 circle of a whole lot of different things. You know, like dependability, morals, integrity. You know. 
and all these other things that come with that with, with being a man versus just being a certain age. And that's where a lot of a lot of a lot of males get that confusing. And, and me myself, I mean at a young age, I my first thing was I'm a man. I'm a man, I'm 18, I can do this, I can do that, I'm, I can do this. So at that time, let me ask you this here, my brother. At that time, uh, what were the things that brought you to the inference that, okay, now I am a man, according to your mentality and your environment then? Oh, it's just a simple fact that I can stay out late like I am. I got a girlfriend, you know. I'm hanging out on the streets with older guys and, you know, it's it, it's just it's just this whole this whole whole untruth about being a man. You're out on the streets and you say, okay, well that I guess I must be a man. I'm hanging out late. I guess I must be a man. I'm talking back. You know, I, I'm a man. You know, I don't I don't need nobody to tell me this. I don't need nobody to tell me that. You know that no more no more no more whippings and no more no this no more none of that. So you you get to the feeling where you're thinking the mind says, okay. I must be a man now. You know, I'm drinking and hanging out late. I'm doing what the up when I see other older men doing, so I figure I must be a man now. That's a good point. You know? So it it, it it it's it's all in it's I don't know, it's just, it's our society as African Americans, you know, and that's the only thing I'm gonna speak on because that's the only that's the only thing I'm knowledgeable of because Caucasians I don't I don't I'm not one so I can't speak on one. Well where did you come up? What is you speaking of? Was your was your neighborhood like a mixed neighborhood or did you it, come it, up in? In uh, the beginning we were basically lived in a it was a mixed neighborhood and then we went to a, a, a predominantly African American neighborhood and then it, it went to the projects and this and that, like I said, after the after the balance was broken in the household, and, and the, it's just my mother now, so she couldn't afford it. Things when 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 her like when her and my father were together. And surely that must have had some type of effect on you, just oh, yeah. that alone, oh, taking yeah. a step down to uh, oh, yeah. your uh, well, you know, living we, patterns. All of a sudden now, the lights are turned off, the water's turned off, mm -hmm. or there's not enough food in the kitchen, or all these things. We can't get this new thing or that new thing, and we're moving time to time to time to time and uh, it had a grave effect i never really looked at it at the time but i think that's when that's at the point where i really started to rebel because i'm not used to living living a certain way i'm used to living a different type of way so you felt like it was time that you make your own mark your I own had, moves yeah, without had, any idea of what that really consisted right, of. right right so i had to i ventured off and you're absolutely correct with that i ventured off because i needed to find something something to, to deal with i'm gonna say hurt because it was a lot a lot of hurt and a lot of pain it wasn't intentionally inflicted but it it, it happened the hurts of life the pains yeah, of, the life. of life you know but I, you I, weren't prepared for those no one ever told you about right. those and i do give my mother the utmost respect for just being strong and just continuing on and, 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 feel, and feel really bad about the way I act as I get older and I gain a different perspective of things, but a mother's love never changes. Never changes, never that's, changes. that's for true. And a lot of times I'll go to apologize to my mother and she'll say, don't worry about it. Son. Sometimes I, I look at my mom I've and wonder, you. Yeah. how 
to be honest with you, the closest thing to agape love I've ever witnessed or ever known, and, and there is no other love so close to the love of God and so unconditional as a mother's love. Sometimes I look at my mother today and I see as she's growing older, she has never stopped loving me. And just as I look at God sometimes and wonder, how can you still love me after all that I've done? How can you still love this mess? And I look at my mother, man, and her eyes are so full of love, man, that, yeah. that it just overwhelms me. And I wonder sometimes all the things I've done to let you down, all the things, the times that I've fallen short. Right, and right. yet still, Mom, you still love me just as much as the day that you first held me in your arms. And you that's, know? that's kind of phenomenal to me because I agree with you 100% because all the things that I've taken my mother through, all the pain, the worry. And I remember one time, uh, I was my second time going to prison, my mother said, well, at least I know where you're at now, I don't have to worry. You know, yeah. that's probably one of the saddest, hardest things I've ever heard. I never even expected her to say anything like that. But when we're in the draws of the streets, the draws of addiction, we're we're, we're very self-centered. It's it, it's nothing about nobody else, nobody's feelings. It's just completely about us and our disease. And, and, and we have a tendency to forget those who care about us and love us and know that they still do worry. That's why I can sit here today with a smile on my face knowing my mother is is happy, she's peaceful, um, my life is good, and that's all that matters. And I shouldn't say, um, I'm sure that, you know, our mothers are sleeping well at night to just knowing that, you know, God has got you on the right path, that you're not living the destructive lifestyle that we were living back in the past. And today, you know, that they can lay down and sleep with peace, sleep in peace, wake up in the morning, um, just looking forward to... Um, um, hearing our voices and knowing that right, right, everything right. is okay, um, yeah. you know, and that there is um, that there is just a, a whole another purpose, a whole another reason. Speaking of purpose, um, brother James, something um, you said earlier about um, having a purpose and um, fulfilling that purpose or identifying that purpose, and I know that sometimes we're still on the on the road to discovering the fulfillment of that purpose. Uh, what do you see your purpose of? Because I know for a fact that God has brought you through a lot. I know for a fact that like myself, you're one of the brothers that many said that was gonna see an early grave. Um, but thank God for the prayers of our mothers and those other believers that they are modern with. Uh, what do you see your possible purpose from this point on? Because I know you're a very hard worker, so I know one of your purposes is always to, <laughs> to get to somebody's job and put some money yeah. in your pocket. But we've had money before. We have a lot, a lot of material things in our past away um, and them threw them well. away. So, yeah, yeah. but so outside that fact that you know the word says that a man should earn a living by the sweat of his brow, and we got our sweat in yesterday. Believe it was a hot day. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go a step beyond that, brother. Uh, as your purpose, as you will continue to build the kingdom that God has in store for you. Um, what do you see him leading you right now? And and I think you said that I think you said that best. I'm still I'm still in the process of discovering. Is discovering the purpose. I, I can say for right now my purpose is is stopping and talking and giving somebody words of encouragement. You know, because coming from where I come from and seeing and seeing how my life is turning around on a day-to-day -day basis, it just brings me joy. And I want other people to know that even though things seem hard, life seems all beat up, or 
what's going on in society now that, that, that there is still joy in life. You know, there is still direction. You still can do what you determined to do. You know, and, and just and, and just use me as an example. You know, so that's that's my structure right now. It's just to maintain where I'm at. You know, and just let people know that I've seen, that I know from the past, or that somebody I may meet on the streets, say, hey, it's not that bad. The sun will come up tomorrow as long as you keep pushing. And it's something that my pastor says, no matter what goes on, just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving because if the, di the direction that you're moving in is not moving you, well, then evidently you're going the wrong way. So if, with that said, as we bring the podcast to a close, brother, um, from your perspective at that point, um, for the young black males that's coming up today, and a lot of times, you know, people like to point fingers at, the, at our young black males and the lifestyle that they're living, uh, the dress codes even, and I don't agree with a lot of stuff that they're doing um, today, but I cannot sit here and point fingers because... I be be truly honest with you. It wasn't. It's 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 our generation and the generation before for them that actually dropped the ball because you know we didn't have that father figure in our lives, and so they dropped the ball. You know, and exactly. we took our own paths and in the process of doing that unintentionally, we look back and realize that you know we also dropped the ball. You know, um, today in attempts to make a change and be that um, role model, be that support system for our young black males growing up um, as young kings. And what, what, what advice would you share with uh, younger James in these times? For one, for starters, I, I, I just... I like to point out that I believe I believe what you're saying is absolutely true because we can't blame our young our young African American males for what they're going through. Now, don't get me wrong; some of them are just just there's just bad in everybody in every in, in every walk of life. There's bad, not yes. in everybody, but in every walk of life, there's bad. So there's going to be some good and some bad, and hopefully we can take take some of the good and put it on the bad and turn the bad to good. That is that is one of my sole purposes of that you know but i it's got to reiterate it, just a few words just about keep it moving you know life life is what it life is dealt us all not a bad hand but maybe not the hand that we thought it would but when we try to look out and we try to look for another hand that hand may be looking for so they always say be careful what you ask for because you just might get it you know so but when you're asking for something make sure you're getting exactly what you need in life not what you want Oh, when I, I take that back, your needs and your wants, but just make sure you get it from the right place, you know, and with that, yeah. Easy come, easy go. Easy go, yeah, so, and, and with that, I just say, uh, God bless, and I'll talk to you later on the next podcast. Okay, before I let you off the hook that easy this morning, brother, uh, one other question that I okay. definitely would ask, um, um, again, a lot of regards to your mother and my mother and all the black queens of, of our nation that's raising children as individual parents, um, single mothers. Um, what is there any type of um, advice through your experience as being that rebellious child or being that loving son? Um, is there any type of words of encouragement that you are would like to 
say to our sisters, our mothers out there that's doing the best they can, um, that's not seeing the results that they feel they should be seeing um, as they continue to attempt to play mother and father, as you said. Um, is there anything you just would like to say to those black queens out there this morning? I would, I would first like to, to reiterate that word again, keep it moving. Because the simple fact is that, that, that we have we have uh, strength within us, inside of us, that we never even tap into. And the, I feel the, dig, the deeper that you dig, the more strength you'll find out that you have. And if you look around in your position today in life, you can find it. You, if you look back, you're like, wow, I made it through that. You know, that, and, and that's that strength. And as African-American women, they have a strength beyond a strength. Because if you look at the most, a large portion, which is sad of African-American household, it's the mother who's the head of the house. And if that's not strength, if that's, if that's not an ability to keep it moving on a day-to-day -day basis, feeding your children, clothing your children, taking their kids to the schools, to doctors, and all these other things that go along with life and being a mother, and you're doing it by yourself. You may not have a car, you may be on the bus, you may have three or four children, one in a, one in a, a and a, a buggy, the baby buggies, and putting them on the buses, the kids are crying and all. That's strength. That, that is that is the determination of keeping moving, and that is the, that that is the distinctive thing that I feel our African American queens, mothers, sisters, whatever, whomever it may be, they should look at, and then they can they can actually sit back and smile because they're making it through. They they are making it through. It's just that strength, and with them, I would just encourage them to just stay in prayer and just to continue to keep it moving. Okay, one last thing. We have the mothers there, um, encouragement, um, do not quit, do not give up. You're doing a great job. We know that it's hard. Um, as for our kings, our black kings uh, in today's society living up under the, the situations that we're living under, I um, think the perils make life seem hopeless sometimes. Um, as a young black brother today trying to make it or even as a, someone who has outlived what we would say the, the young youth, what uh, just black men in general as we face this trials and tribulations placed upon the black man by the bureaucratic laws in this government, by the system, um, systematic racism that we face, um, all the stuff that's going on around us in the economy. Um, do you have any suggestions or would you, uh, uh, what would you say to black men living in the the uh, type of economy and bureaucratic law system and stuff that we're facing today as challenges um, to pick <clears throat> to, 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 to pick yourself up to go to a higher level to achieve your destiny what do you see we as uh, black men need to focus on today first of all for me it's, 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 it's quit blaming you know, quit blaming. You know, that that is one thing as African American that we 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 have a tendency to blame our past, or blame the nightmare, or blame this, or blame that for what's going on, or blame. If if I I found once I start blaming and start accepting and keep and move on past it, things begin to lighten up a lot more. 
Don't ever sell yourself short like you're not capable, you're not able, there's no way, the white man, this. If you just set your sights on something, just Amen. one thing at that. a time, set your sights yeah. on one thing at a time. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, never consider the word failure. Just say, well, that didn't work for me. And move on to the next. But just put your efforts forth, forth and foremost. I know as we, we have a tendency to carry, carry a lot as African-American men. You know, the, we, we have some things on our shoulders and on our and on, on our backs that we feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing, this is where I should be at. Well, sometimes you're at where you're at because you need to be right where you're at. Because it opens up a more insight. But if you if you refuse to move past it, if you continue to blame or continue to accept where society has put you, then I don't there's there's no progress being made. It's it's self-determination. Self-determination and self-preservation is definitely a must. Self-preservation, I mean, I mean, as far as as far as, as making it through as African American men, we already know that we have these hurdles we gotta get over. But they don't get any the hurdles don't get any lower if we keep on digging in deeper. You know, because we get out in the streets and we wanna do this and we wanna do that, and then we wanna blame people for for what's going on. No, we have to take a look at ourselves and see where we're at and what we're doing. And, and I, I guess to sum it all up, it's just stop blaming. Stop blaming. Let the past be the past and just continue to move on. You know, I, I definitely agree with you 100% on that. Um, Bill Gates once said um, when he first started making his fortune in Microsoft and they asked him if you had any advice to give young entrepreneurs or uh, business people, um, what would that one piece of advice be? And Bill Gates' answer to that question was that it's not fair, get over it. And we can definitely say that in a situation of a black man growing up or living in America. It's definitely a lot of unfair situations and definitely, as we see now, unjust situations that we must face as a black people. Um, but also, we know that I totally agree with you. Basically, what you're saying is that you take our eyes off the storm, take our eyes off the problems, because they're going to always be there. Right, but right. focus more on the solution. For every problem, exactly. there is a solution, exactly. and we are that solution. So, Matt, again, brother, um, hopefully we can get together again and do another podcast um, from the hood, from the perspectives of the black man coming up in with these unjust scales as uh, adversities to us. But uh, I also know that God gives his greatest challenges to his greater war his greatest warriors. And we are definitely uh, people uh, capable of facing these challenges. We have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years and we are still standing. Still so all praise be to God again, man. Um, I'm enjoying that book by your mother, uh, Linda Stampley. Um, have you ever lost a child? Um, I think that's something that every black person, anybody, a white person, um, anybody that's suffering a loss of their children, and not necessarily a physical death, but an emotional and mental death, um, that is a great book to read. Um, again, thank you, Brother James, man. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. My pleasure, man, my pleasure, bro, because again, I, I know you personally, and I know what you've overcame, I know what you've been through, you're surely a soldier of God, and he does have a purpose here because, uh, for you, because if he didn't, you should have been long gone as myself. So again, man, stay Thanks. blessed, bro, right. stay prosperous, and you guys stay in tune. Peace out.
Thank you.